Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is The Valley Below, and I am your host. And it has been a long time. Uh, time has been flying by, and I don't know how to explain what's been going on in my life. Uh, it's been crazy. I have no idea that my life would be such a roller coaster the last couple months. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. So welcome to the podcast. I want to talk about my life. What's been going on with me? So February for my mom's birthday. Or it was close to my mom's birthday. I remember getting ready to go to church. And my mom came up to me. And was talking about just life and how that I need to get my life on track. And she can't afford to lose me. And since that day, it just stuck with me. And I'll never forget it. She had tears in her eyes. And I made a decision to live a healthy lifestyle and change my eating habits um, working out and all those things and I was so excited because I felt like this time I felt like it was going to happen all the variables was there all the all the right components um, I changed all my eating habits. I got back in the gym. I was so excited. I felt like I had a purpose. I felt like it was the perfect time. I, I told myself that I was going to have the greatest year that I ever had. That's what I felt like. And that was the beginning of one of the greatest years. Again, working out, changing my eating habits. Like for a month, I ate like salads every day. I'll just eat it, not just because of just the diet change, but because I wanted to actually see like growth. I wanted to see like me actually, I wanted to actually lose weight. So I put in like just a crazy like meal plan. And like for a month straight, every day I ate like salads. And I had lost so much weight. People was telling me how much weight I lost. I never did did a weigh-in because I was going to wait to like six months. And I had <clears throat> a strict plan and schedule how I was going to do this. I broke it down like day by day. I was excited. Uh, and this went on for months. I lost weight. I was happy. Me and my brother was, um, we had a deeper connection because we go to the gym together. So we was very close for like a month. And I was excited. Like everybody's rooting for me. I was drinking a gallon of water a day, sometimes two gallons of water a day. Like it's crazy how much water I was consuming and it was all for the purpose of losing weight. And also, I got, like, these personal 
vitamins through Take Care. So you go to the website, you tell them what your goals are, tell them what you want to do. They give you vitamins to achieve that. I did all that. I was excited, man. Two months, probably the greatest two months I had um, doing a lifestyle change. Because usually I burn out like after a month or a couple of weeks. But this time it was different. I just felt so much better. Like I was no stress. I was at the peak of singing, I believe. Like, I felt like I was singing the best. Like, everything was the best for me. Like, I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I remember texting my pastor one day. Well, he texted me about getting a vaccine for um, COVID. And I was a, very, a bit skeptical. I didn't want to do it, honestly. But I said, hey, let me do it. Because, like, right before we had, like, a scare that I was in contact with somebody who had COVID that didn't tell me at the time. I was driving them around, and it was pretty scary. And I missed a service. And at my church, it's like, I'm not saying I'm a big deal, but I play a very vital role in the church service. So I missed the whole service, like, it's crazy. And I said, I don't want to be able to put the church at a loss because of this. So I decided to take the vaccine. Uh, did a schedule appointment at the, the clinic. <clears throat> Took the vaccine on Wednesday. And ever since that day, my life has changed dramatically took the shot with the church wasn't feeling bad I wasn't even thinking about it I was doing little jokes that, oh man I got the vaccine I'm gonna be a vampire and I got the chip inside of me making little jokes and then I didn't know that my life would change for the next several months I remember waking up feeling like so much pain and just tired and fatigued and you know they said when you take the shot, you'll be tired of fatigue. So I wasn't worried about, like, I'm just get over it, just rest. Then another day went by, felt the same day after day after day. Like, I never recovered. Like, my body was so fatigued that I couldn't even walk. And I could barely move. I would literally wake up in the morning, walk to my mom's house, sit on the couch all day. Like, that's all I can do because I had no energy. And it was the worst thing I ever did, the worst pain. And I didn't know what to do. I blamed the COVID shot. I blamed my pastor. I blamed all these people. So upset. Like, my life has changed. Then a couple of days went by. Then weeks went by. Then months. I started going to the gym. Because I couldn't, literally could not take a step, like a step up on stairs or anything. I couldn't get in my truck. I had to lift the truck, like nine inches in the front. Amazing truck I love. Like my dream truck. I literally could not get in my truck. I had no energy. None. Like my mom was driving me around. And then 
Like, I never went anywhere without my mom driving me. You know how humbling that is. Humbling. Like, it, it just humbled me, like, to the lowest because I was, like, down bad. And I got pride. Like, I don't like being vulnerable. I hate it because I was, I was literally just in the gym for months. I was walking, like, a mile every day. In the gym, working out, doing so many reps a day. And, you know, now I can't even pick up nothing off the floor without falling and hurting myself. And this went on for, like, two and a half months. Then I start missing services. Well, not missing service, services, but not singing and leading worship. Because I had no energy to stand up that long. I had no energy to walk up the platform. Like, I literally cannot walk on the platform. Literally could not walk on the platform. And it just crushed my soul. And I blamed COVID. I blamed the shot. I blamed the vaccine. And I was telling everybody, man, don't get that shot, man. The shot is terrible. I, like, I never could recover. Like, my life has completely changed. I was like, man, I'll never be the same. And all these weird thoughts was coming to my mind. Like, I'll never be able to do what I used to do. I'll never be, be able to play basketball with my friends. and Never be able to go swimming again. And I remember when I took the shot. I try to like bounce my like force myself to have energy, so I took these energy pills, and I went to the gym. I remember I shot the ball and then missed, and the rebound like went past me. And I tried to run, but literally my legs just gave out and I couldn't move. And I was like, oh, I just probably got a little winded. Let me recover. Let me sit down, take a break. And then let me shake back. So the game's about to start, and I literally did a dribble move. And my chest just immediately started hurting. Like, I thought I was having a, a heart attack. And... I was so scared. Like, that never happened. Like, I literally just stopped what I was doing and went and sat down. And, like, I thought I had to call the ambulance. Like, it just started just pain, like, crushing pain. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? I was just so hurt. I was like, man, I'll never be the same. And everybody was so worried. And then later on, this incident happened that took took me overboard. Um, was walking out of my house to go to my mom's house to get something to eat, and I literally tripped and fell out of nowhere. And once I fell, I positioned myself so I wouldn't hit my head. I fell and scraped my knee, and. I was on the ground for 45 minutes because I couldn't get up. Like, my body would not let me get up. 
And so I was, I decided like this is the last time I got to go see what's going on. It's got to be something going on. And so I went to the emergency room. I was so terrified. Like on the way there, I don't know what was going on. Like these thoughts come in my head that I got cancer, that I have a certain amount of days to live. I got this, I got that. And this other thought came to my head that I'm probably be a diabetic before I leave here. And I'm going to have high blood pressure, like all these like thoughts. And I said, they probably not going to know what's wrong with me after I leave. They probably just going to say I got this and got that and never really find the issue. That's what's going on in my head as I'm going to the place that know how to find the issue, that know how to diagnose what's going on. And I was like, they're not going to be able to find what's going on. So we went to the emergency room, like the normal stuff. You check in, got COVID, you got to wear a mask. And went to the little stations I was at. And they drew my blood and had to take a urine test and all this, all the protocols, and came back. Like, it took, like, a couple of hours. And when I came back, they said, you are diabetic type 2. And I was, like, so, like, shocked. But he said, we can fix you up. You're going to be okay. And... So for the whole time what was going on, my sugar was so high that my legs were swollen. And I didn't know they were swollen because I didn't feel any pain. And they were swollen for two months. And I couldn't walk. And I didn't know it because I didn't felt no pain. I just assumed that what was going on was the shot just wearing down my body. So I was like, Wow. So for two months, my sugar was running so high that my legs was just swollen and it was painful and I couldn't walk. And I left the hospital. They're like, you're going you're gonna to be better. And like a couple of days went by. I was still going through the same thing with the energy. And then we took a trip to California a couple of weeks ago. And the trip, for some reason, I've been taking the medicine, and it just finally started regulating my my sugar. And then when I first got there, I was so upset because they got these big hills, like with all these houses, like like steep hills, like it's crazy. We had to park and walk, and I couldn't do it. And like I was just so hurt, I was upset, I was embarrassed, and. Just, just too much pride, I guess. They had to come, like, baby me, like, come bring the car towards me. And this is after I've been taking the medicine. So, see, what happened with this time is I was sitting in the car for 12 hours straight, and, like, my leg was swollen. And it was terrible. And so I get to the hotel room. And I told him, no stairs, please. And just just 
just imagine what happened. I had the room I had was like it wasn't in the main building. It was outside of the campus, I guess I could say, and it had some stairs. And I had to climb those stairs, and was so feeling so much pain. It was so hard to do. And it's terrible. And so I get in the hotel room, stay, had a great sleep. It was cold. I was in my own zone. I was in my private little area, and I was happy. And the next day, you know, I leave, go, come back that evening. And I'm still feeling the same way. My legs I have no energy, can't move. And I get to my room, I climb all these stairs, and the key did not work <laughs> to get into my room. The key did not work. And I just climb all these stairs. And no matter what I did, it did not work. So I called my mom. I said, the key don't work. Can you please bring me your key? And so they drove back because the key was in the truck, brought the key. And I was like, and I had to use the bathroom so bad and I couldn't go nowhere. I had no energy to go back downstairs to the main area so I was like up there I was so upset and this thought came to my mind I ought to just jump out this window and end my life and I was just looking out of the window and like my life like all these events flash before my eyes like these highlights of my life of what it used to be and then what it is now it's like I'm ready to end this like this is no way to live and my mom comes upstairs bring the key open the door and I'm just crying I'm like I can't keep doing this like I I, I can't this is not me this is not fair like this is why do I have to go through all this? All the stuff I do for people, like just questioning all the things I was crying and my mom's upset. And I just wanted to just give up. I was so tired, like I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was a burden to everybody. And like, I couldn't put my own clothes on. I had to sit down and put them on, or somebody else. I couldn't put my socks on. Couldn't put my shoes on. Couldn't do anything. If I did get the energy to put my clothes on, it probably take longer than expected. I had to sit down every few seconds, catch my breath, because I'm scared I'm going to fall. I had no balance. Like, everything was just terrible. And I was like, at that moment... When I was at the top of those stairs looking out that window in the building, of the building, it's like, there's no way to live. This is no way to live. I will never be the same. I should just end this. And I cried in my room. I thought about my dad and what he would say, what he would do. 
and prayed to God, like, I can't keep doing this. That's all I said. And the next day, as if healing virtue just left from the throne room itself to where I was at, I just remember waking up with so much, I say so much energy, but it wasn't a ton of energy, but it was enough for me to enjoy a good day. It was enough for me to walk. And my leg, I looked down at my legs and it wasn't swollen anymore. I was able to move around and I was still, I still, even to this day, I don't have the energy I had, but it's slowly coming back. But that day, that next day was the best day I had in a couple of months. And all of this was going was happening like all this the blood sugar and stuff the high sugar and all of that I was a diabetic before that shot I just didn't know it because it was underlining and I couldn't see it because I was so busy doing all this stuff so busy being involved and working out and just doing so much that I didn't recognize what was going on in my body and it was just underlining Diabetic, like I couldn't, I didn't know until I was able to take the shot. And once the shot, it like lower, it lowered everything, my immune system. And now the diabetes is, is exposed and on full assault on my body. And I feel like what I, what I have seen with my eyes over these couple of years 2020 21 all these people that were so involved in all of the churches and involved in sinking and going outside being like in ministry and getting so much opportunities in ministry and just being involved involved sorry and just having a great ministry like I've seen so many people just quick on the church. Gave up on holiness, gave up on modesty, gave up on loving each other and loving thy brother and thy neighbor. Just gave up on all that. But the problem was not that COVID or the pandemic did it. It was something underlining that was covered up that was deep rooted inside of their spirit, inside of their heart. It just was never exposed until the pandemic came and shut everything down. I think, I believe it was Brother Cunningham, he said the weak got weaker and the strong got stronger. And it's so true. Even as our church we went through like crazy times and so many people that I looked up to has left our church. Some left for a good reason. Some just left because out of rebellion. Some just left and 
it seemed like God like just stripped stripped our church down to like this bare minimum of who that he wanna use, that who made themselves available for the kingdom of God to be expanded in our church. And not even gonna lie, I had a lot of doubts of how we were gonna achieve this task. Because it's like, man, the ones who's doing stuff are in positions or in multiple positions and roles and this takes a toll takes takes a toll but God but God look to the hills where my help comes from we need strength we look to the hills we need energy look to the hills we need life just look to the hills where our help comes from and it's Jesus and I'm excited about this podcast. I have pushed it back on the back burner so many times because I want to focus on church, but I know I need to get behind this because I had people reach out to me that listened to the podcast and gave me feedback. And it just surprised me because that's not what I do it for. Like, I don't care about who listens to it. I only care if it's making an impact for people. Like, only one person can listen. And as long as it's, it's being impactful and making an impact, that's all that matters. And my job now is to make sure that I make an impact on somebody's life. That's all that matters. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about the views or the fame. I just want to make an impact on someone's life. I just want to help someone get through trials and tribulations and storms and give them advice and give them resources or tools that they can use to go to the next level or give them, give them tips, you know, just something like that. That's all that matters to me. I don't care about all the glory or the fame. Just want to be a vessel. Just want them to know that, hey, you're not the only one going through this. So, this is going to be the end of this episode. Uh, I'm sure that <laughs> it's going to be more episodes in the future. It's not going to be several months later. We're going to try. We're going to try to push as much content out and episodes and follow God and ask God what I should talk about, ask God what I should do an episode on I already have a lot of ideas, I'm excited I feel like this is a rebirth in a way, I feel like this is going to be a rebirth in this channel so I'm excited for the future and I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just excited because I feel that God's going to use this podcast to help people. And that's what excites me. I want to be a vessel. I want to be used by God. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Till I see you again, peace and love.